The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys, and without further ado, let's begin. When I was an angsty teenager, I moved in with my mother and stepdad to escape a, well, less than desirable situation. Because of the move, I was enrolled in a new school. This school was located in one of the sketchiest neighborhoods in the city. Everyone who resided in that area was relatively low income, my family included. We had a rec center near the school that was a hotspot for, uh, let's call them undesirables, which was primarily teenage boys wandering over from the nearby high school to catcall the girls. Lunchtime was my favorite. I loved going outside for chow and having sweaty teenage boys ask for the nasty. Anyway, during my time at my terrible school, I made an array of friends. However, there was one person who became my best friend. Her name was Blondie. She and I got along like, uh, well, what's a, a negative connotation? I was a people pleaser, I guess, and she took advantage of that. Blondie was nice enough, I suppose, but she was problematic. Regardless, we were fast friends and thus began our very short-lived friendship. Over the school year, she mainly came over to my house since I was an only child. 
We usually had the house to ourselves while my folks were at work. However, she finally invited me to her house around the middle of the school year. I was super excited. I'd always wanted to meet her family since they were all such an enigma. Blondie wasn't one to divulge information about her home life. All I knew was that she lived with her mother, stepdad and younger sibling. I'm unsure if she was embarrassed or didn't care to share but I finally had the honor of meeting them. Honestly too, her family was amazing. They were kind and treated me really well. Not to mention her stepdad was a phenomenal cook, the best spaghetti and meatballs I'd ever had. After that, I started going to her house more and more and you know what? I really enjoyed it. But fast forward to a month or two before the end of the school year and it's Blondie's birthday. Her family was throwing a little get together at their house and I was invited. Blondie and I... We headed to her house after school and it was a really fun time. Until near the end of the day. Now, I knew next to nothing about her biological father at this point. I knew that he wasn't really in the picture. He'd sometimes drop by and say hello, but I had never personally met him. That was until he had made a surprise visit to give Blondie a present. When I tell you that there was a shift in the atmosphere... I cannot stress just how much this was the fact. I could immediately feel it and, I mean, I was a dumb kid. We were inside the living room eating some cake and there was a knock at the front door. Blondie's mum answered and her face, which once had a nice smile, suddenly turned into a scowl. If looks could kill, man, that dude would be dead. She moved aside though and this man walked in. I'll never forget how everyone in the room got tense except for Blondie who excitedly greeted her dad. At the time, he seemed like a normalish dude I suppose. Maybe a tad bit on the creepier side but I mean who am I to judge? Blondie introduced me to her father and we shared some pleasantries. At one point I was invited to get some ice cream with them the following day which I accepted I mean, I was getting free ice cream. Of course I was going to say yes. He eventually left and we all got back to eating cake. I had honestly forgotten about the visceral reaction everyone had upon seeing him. Who knows too. Maybe if I had remembered, I would have said no. Anyway, the following day rolled around and I went for ice cream with Blondie and her dad. I cannot remember much from that day other than him asking me if I had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, which seems innocent enough I suppose, but the way he asked it made me feel a bit weird. I honestly cannot remember much from any of the other encounters with this man. Nothing really jumps out to me. I know that I went out with him and Blondie a few more times before my family moved to another city and we lost touch. Fast forward a few years and... I'm attending college, I had managed to stay in contact with one person from my middle school days. Her name was Teddy. She had reached out to me one day, asking if I wanted to go and see a movie, which I happily accepted. I was pretty deep into the big sad at that time and I needed a pick-me-up. A film with an old friend was just what I needed, I thought. I took the train to a nearby mall and Teddy and I watched the movie. After, we headed to the food court and we got some chow. We were catching up. It had been a couple of years since we last saw each other when Teddy suddenly perked up. 
she asked me if I heard about Blondie's father, to which I said that we hadn't been in contact since I had moved. Teddy's face lit up, and she told me the most mind-blowing story my little brain had ever heard. She informed me that Blondie's father had murdered a woman, apparently. Now, before I continue, she was going based on word of mouth while she was telling me all of the details. Teddy had no news articles or police reports to back her story up. She was told by a friend who heard from someone else, apparently, and so on and so forth. But what she told me in the end wasn't actually far from the truth. According to her... Blondie's father had taken the life of a street worker. He got away with it for two years and his truck got him caught. Apparently there was something unique about it. Teddy couldn't tell me much more because she genuinely didn't know. I remember going back to my dorm and trying to google for more details but I couldn't find anything about it. I eventually forgot about the story until last year and I was discussing the craziest stories from my life with a friend when I suddenly remembered Teddy's story. After some digging too, I finally found an article that described the crime. I clicked on it and when I saw the picture of the man, well, words cannot describe what I felt. Everything Teddy had told me was true, but it was so much worse than what she and I thought. Out of respect for the victim and her family, I won't describe what he did, but he was arrested three years after he had taken her life. I can't find any information about how he was caught, but it had something to do with his truck. He was charged with manslaughter, he took a plea bargain and indignity to a body and only served seven years of his 14-year sentence. He had served half already because he was in custody during the trial. I looked him up again not too long ago and... I learned some unsettling information which prompted me to share this here. He was released from prison a few months ago and guess what he did? He killed another woman. From what I've heard it had similarities to the other murder he committed. This time around he's charged with second degree murder and indignity to a body. There's unfortunately still not a lot of information about the second woman but both of his victims were mothers. They both were cruelly taken from this world and I still cannot wrap my mind around all of this. I mean, I met this monster. I was best friends with his daughter. I don't think I was personally in any danger, but the fact that I met someone capable of such heinous crimes, it honestly scares me. I can't even begin to imagine just how Blondie must have felt after learning of her father's crimes. Anyway, I apologize for being a bit vague regarding the crimes, but again, I don't want to disrespect these people. I know some of you really want to know everything, but it just didn't feel right to share their story, especially since it had little to do with me. I mean, I was just the schmuck that was friends with the daughter. Also, I would like to provide more information about how Blondie is, but... I cannot remember her last name for the life of me. She doesn't share the same one as her dad, so I really have no way of finding her or contacting her. But regardless, if you've made it this far, then thanks for listening.
The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When I was still knee-high-ish, my grandmother, Tilly, and I used to go on yearly road trips either across our own country or the one next to ours. We live relatively close to the border. Well, on this particular occasion, we decided to travel across our neighboring country. Let's call my home country A and the neighboring country B. My grandmother had a friend in the more yeehaw part of the country B that she hadn't seen in a minute and after some planning, they figured out the best time for the two of us to make our trip. I was really excited when my grandmother first told me about the trip. I had no idea where we were going, but the idea of going on a road trip with Gram Gram was really exciting. I fast forward a few months, and we finally hop in the car and head off on our merry way. The trip would take about a week, and my grandmother wanted to see all the neat stuff along the way. Traveling with a child such as myself required a lot of pit stops as well. I wasn't necessarily a bad traveling companion, but I just had a small bladder at the time. Anyway, we were on the last stretch of the trip when my grandmother had to pull into a gas station to fill up. We were practically running on fumes at this point, and I really had to go to the bathroom. We pulled into this middle-of-nowhere gas station, and... After my grandmother had filled up the car, we hurried inside so I could empty my bladder. And the moment that we walked inside, all the alarm bells in my tiny brain suddenly went off. I had no idea why I was feeling the way I was, up until I set eyes on the clerk. Now, I'm not usually one to judge a person by how they present themselves, but old boy, what I'll be calling him from here on out... Looked like he walked straight out of a serial killer documentary. Currently, we're smack down in the center of Yeehaw territory, in the middle of nowhere, and this man looks like he should be selling you high-end cars, not working at a rundown gas station. Old boy was giving me all kinds of bad vibes. I really don't know how to explain it other than that as well. But worse still, he was already smiling a little too widely when he spotted my grandmother. She was petite, blonde, and beautiful. 
Granted, I'm a bit biased, but she is my grandma. However, when he saw me, you could have sworn he was looking at a Sunday dinner. Somehow, his already very wide grin only grew. Remembering it, even to this day, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Thankfully, Gram Gram could sense a disturbance in the force and shielded me from this predatory gaze. She paid for the gas and asked for the key to the washroom, which he took his sweet time getting. She walked with me to the bathroom, which was disgusting by the way, and I quickly did my business and we returned the key with great reluctance. But here is where things got progressively worse. When we were piling back into the car, old boy closed down the shop and got into his car. It doesn't seem too weird, right? Sure, he was super creepy, but he hasn't done anything too odd yet. Now, technically, we had two days left on the trip. My grandma would drive in increments. Four hours on the road, an hour off to explore, fill up, etc. Then we'd find an inn or a motel and we'd spend the night. We traveled about maybe eight hours a day before turning in for the night. And well, when we left the gas station, old boy followed us for, I kid you not, the rest of the entire trip. At first, we just assumed that he was heading in our general direction. It was just the one road after all. But after the third turn off and old boy was still tailing us, my grandmother finally realized that we were being followed. This man then proceeded to follow us for, and I wish I were joking, 12 hours. My grandmother refused to stop driving unless it was absolutely imperative. For anyone wondering why she didn't just call for help or why she didn't pull into a police station or something, don't worry, you're not the only one. To be perfectly fair to my grandmother, she didn't have a phone and despite somewhat knowing where she was, it was still pretty much unknown territory. She wanted to get to a familiar surrounding, so there wasn't the risk of getting lost, I think, and we finally made it to the city where her friend resided, and that's when we pulled into a police station. The mad lad pulled up next to our car, just as we headed inside the building as well, and watched us. I don't know what old boy was taking, but he sat there while my grandma talked with the lovely lady at the desk. Thankfully, the cops handled the creepy man with ease, but I'll never forget that smile that never left his face while he was being escorted away. Needless to say, that was the last time that we road tripped to Country B and one of the last times that we actually took a road trip in general. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call? One who doesn't forget to lock the doors? One who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping you won't notice. At Apartments.com, they understand that. When it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, eat what you serve them, and never clog the toilet. That's why they have the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment your perfect, pet-friendly place becomes available. So, when you need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, Check out Apartments.com, the place to find your pet-friendly place. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So, the other day, leaving my friend's house, I accidentally backed into a brick mailbox. My bike rack hit the mailbox, so my car was okay, but completely demolished the mailbox. No big deal though, right? That's why we have insurance. I went to the neighbor and told them what happened and gave them my insurance details, phone number and name. All I got was his first name, but from the get-go, this dude was pretty creepy. He kept hitting on me, trying to date me, specifically trying to feed me. I left on my drive to my mum's. I'm attending out-of-state college and parents are divorced. And the guy I backed into, Robert, began to text me and call me. He was insistent that it was better for both of us to just pay out of pocket for the mailbox, sending me links to companies that could fix it for like $500, and demanding that I go on a date with him so I could give him the cash for the repair and he could feed me. I don't know what his deal with food was, but I declined everything but started to get annoyed by his constant texts and calls. Finally, after two days of it, with my responses only, please contact my insurance, I sent him a text saying that he was harassing me at this point. I blocked him, but he made a new number and threatened to report it as a hit and run to the police. I'm in law school, okay, and this was not a hit and run. I blocked the second number, and then he used a new number to ask me if I wanted him to send a screenshot or a video of the accident to his insurance. I admit, this made me angry. I called this number and dug my nails so hard into my thigh that I drew blood as he threatened reporting things, asking me on a date, and trying to entice me to just pay cash. I finally screamed at him to get lost and to never contact me again. My dad heard me and was upset that I said that to someone that I was in an accident with, and that I said that to a guy who thought that I was cute and just wanted a date. And then I blocked the third number. Next day, he reaches out again to tell me that I gave him the wrong policy number. I told him that I didn't, but he then said that it would be easier to pay cash, that I was the problem, etc. He was talking to his insurance, I guess, and began trying to validate my info. He had my mum's name, address, and phone number. I verified it, told him to not contact me again, and blocked his new number. The next morning, super early, I get a text basically saying that he finished the claim and I was awful for making it harder than it needed to be by going through insurance and not going on a date with him. He then included, you're so beautiful and ugly at the same time, don't take risks, stay on the good path, goodbye. At this point, I got a little bit scared because this was the fifth number that I had to block. Then at midnight, he texts me, are you up? I know where you live. Don't try and screw me over on insurance. I'll report you as a hit and run. You should have just gone on the date with me. I took the phone to my dad, showed him the text, and I filled him in. My dad, a pretty scary dude, then calls the guy. He answered, Shoot, I knew you were into me, but do you want to come over? 
My dad got pretty mad at that. He said that he was going beyond harassment, that this was his final warning to not contact me, that he didn't care how he reported it, etc. Robert began saying that I came on to him and offered sex as payment, invited him to my house and was horny or whatever. Instantly, we blocked him, police were contacted, insurance was notified, all that stuff. Next day, I talked to insurance, protective order was filed, got another text telling me that I shouldn't have involved police, blocked the seventh number, notify police, go to stay at my dad's place because dude doesn't have this address, but my dad is a very tall and very scary dude who loves his second amendment. But late last night, watching Star Wars with my dad and older brother, the doorbell rings. Dad goes to see who it was, and I kid you not, it was Robert with a trash bag filled with things that I apparently left at his house. At this point, I call the police. My dad goes ballistic, all the things. Police came and they arrest the guy. The bag? Well, it was filled with lingerie, a knife, lip balm, and a Dita Von Tess fetish book. I just met with an attorney and plot twist... The guy doesn't own the house. He is actually an illegal immigrant, is married, and is also being deported. I feel awful that he's being deported, but I genuinely think that he wanted to, well, assault me or perhaps kill me or something. I go back to school in a few days and I'm actually pretty terrified that he or someone else will follow me there. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I think that my house is haunted. The first instance I had was, I was probably like 13 at the time. We had just moved into my house and my family went out to eat, but I didn't really want to since it was late and I don't like eating too late. This means that it was just me in the house. I was sitting down on the sofa with my cat watching a movie when, out of nowhere, I heard a man's voice behind me say, Here kitty kitty. My cat didn't seem to acknowledge it, but I heard it clear as day and when I turned around, obviously nobody was anywhere to be found. The second instance, I probably was about the same age. I had what I believed to be a trickster demon of some sort around as I would trip over seemingly nothing and hear laughter right next to me. I would also place things down in my bedroom only to find them gone, nowhere to be found when I went back for them. Obviously, my first instinct was that my siblings, that they had taken them, but nobody had gone into my bedroom besides me. Eventually, I would just say, could you put my item, whatever it was, back here please, thank you. And suddenly, when I would walk out of the room and walk back, it would be back exactly where it was before. The third instance, probably about a year or two later, 
so I was maybe 14 or 15. I was going to go up the mountains behind my house for a hike, but it was dry season, so all the prickly bushes and such were all over the hill. I turned to go back home, and as I'm walking back, I hear indistinct talking and then what sounds like somebody muttering through a megaphone. It sounded like they were right in front of my house. Definitely would have been heard from inside, so I ran inside and asked my mother what all that noise was, but she was like, what noise? The fourth instance, about three months ago, so I'm 18 at the time, my grandfather had gotten sick in another country and wasn't doing too great. My mother had this weird feeling that he was lost and I had gone into the den of my house and started pacing a little bit because I have anxiety and that's just what helps me not to panic. As I'm walking, I see out of the corner of my eye somebody following me. Feet behind mine, glimpses of a face when I turn, but only ever out of the corner of my eye, never fully in sight. And upon seeing that, I booked it because that was just way too much. Now, the fifth instance was about a week ago, actually. My mother, sister, and I, coincidentally the only people in my house that believe in the supernatural, were standing near the fireplace talking about whether or not my mother was going to buy my grandfather's ashes from the funeral home in another country. When all of a sudden, we heard a loud bang on the wall and my mother's mailbox, where she keeps letters and bills and such, suddenly fell to the floor. Mind you, that thing was nailed into the wall. I mean, there's absolutely no way that it could move. But the only things that fell out were her checkbook, a pen, and a few old credit cards. We all looked at each other and I guess my grandfather really wanted her to pay for him after all. So, I've just moved into this house with my husband almost a month ago. Nothing really started happening that caused any concern for either of us. Until recently this past week, that is. To start, on Monday, I heard what sounded like light tapping against the wall and what I think was meowing. Logically speaking, I thought maybe it was just the cold that caused the tapping and that the meowing came from outside on the shed next to the house. That is, until I actually thought about it. You see, the meowing sounded like it was actually in our bedroom, in the middle of the night, mind you. On Tuesday, I get the most uncomfortable feeling of being watched, even though I'm alone and my husband is at work. The feeling of even being chased up the stairs. At night, it was like something had hit the trash bag downstairs, and then it sounded like something running up. On Wednesday, I woke up at night from a noise of some kind. It sounded like someone was slamming the edge of a credit card or something on my bathroom counter, which is just outside of my bedroom door. This continues for like 30 to 40 minutes until suddenly it just stops. I peek into the hallway just to make sure that I'm not hearing things and possibly seeing things either. But after that, the sound of something heavy fell into the trash can and started rummaging around again. And today, Thursday, possibly one of the creepiest things that has happened so far and I know that I'm not going crazy. So, my husband and I were downstairs making breakfast and I was telling him about what had happened last night. 
While we were talking, we both went quiet and I looked at him as if I was terrified because it was the sound of the credit card again, but this time it was in the coat closet, not in the bathroom. Fast forward a few hours when he goes to work and the sound of somebody slamming into my downstairs bathroom takes place. Then came the knocking, around five of them. Not continuous, but definitely semi-frequent. I've been extremely jumpy since all of this started happening, and honestly, I, I just don't know what to do. So, I work pretty late most nights, and sometimes when I need something right away, I have no choice but to go to this store that's the only one open late after work. So, I was driving home and noticed a, a car behind me super close with their lights really bright. I thought that it was a cop at first, but made a turn and no, it was a small black sedan. Okay, that's a bit weird. I kept going my usual route and start noticing this car's flashing their brights behind me over and over again while following me my whole route home. I know that I didn't drop anything because all I brought in the store were my keys and phone for Apple Pay. The trunk wasn't open or anything either. I was seriously getting weirded out so I made a fast turn and started going 60 on this back road that I didn't even care about cops anymore. In fact, I actually wanted to be pulled over at this point. And well, this dude was right there behind me, going 60 as well, still flashing his beams. Finally, after about 10 minutes of this, there were these cops in the road doing construction, directing traffic when I looked back and he turned off right away. I have no idea what just happened, but something tells me that whatever it was, it wasn't good. I've had my fair share of dealing with creeps and weirdos in life. Some encounters are not as serious but creepy nonetheless. But a few years ago when I was living in Los Angeles, California, I lived next door to a mortuary. Tons of creepy energy from here alone. And right behind my house was a halfway house full of ex-cons, drug addicts, alcoholics, etc. The house was two stories and overlooked my backyard. They would play loud rock music early in the mornings and some of them would sit in the window upstairs to smoke as well. There was one guy in particular though who smoked a lot. Almost every other hour I would see him taking drag after drag from his cigarette, watching my backyard intently. He looked sort of young, I guess, maybe early 30s. He had greasy black hair that I guess he attempted to cut and tidy up somewhat, and scabs or marks all over his colorless face. He also wore black thick-rimmed glasses. He had a, a deranged sort of psychotic energy, but he wasn't aggressive by any means. Hard to describe. I'm not one to judge anyone in his position, but the way that he would always watch my house and anyone that would come outside to the backyard, it was disturbing to say the least. After a while, I would stop coming out back. He would always be up there, wild, unblinking eyes watching me as I walked around. He never spoke or made a sound. He just sort of watched. 
One day though, I was watching movies with my family in the living room. The living room of that house led into the backyard. There was a window behind one of our couches that faced directly outside. We had the blinds and the windows open and it was a warm night, sometime in the summer. I was sitting on the couch with the window directly behind me when I thought that I heard something outside, but I wasn't sure. For some reason, I turned around to look out the window though and there he was. He was shirtless. I could see scabs all over his upper torso. His eyes were wider than normal. They had a sort of sick, perverted look to them. There was no cigarette or smoke that I could see. His hands were down, out of view. I think he was even nodding his head a little bit, but we stared at each other for a short few seconds before I abruptly closed the blinds and silently continued to watch the movie. I don't think that my family noticed this, and to be honest, I don't know why I didn't speak up, but I had trouble sleeping that night, knowing that he was still over there. Luckily, I don't live in that neighborhood anymore. So, I'm from California, but me and my family lived in Atlanta for about two years, from 15 to 17 years old. The entire time living there was, well, a saga within itself, but I can remember one specific incident that was very unsettling. When we arrived in Atlanta, we stayed in a hotel for some months looking for a place to live. There was this handyman who worked at the hotel. He was a white man, maybe in his 40s, large belly, wore glasses and always dressed in the same camouflage jack that kind of made him resemble a, a hunter of some sort. He seemed friendly enough. He would always wave and joke around with all the kids and with my parents and we were very cordial with him. His friendliness started to become a bit excessive towards the end of our stay though. It got to the point where he would yell up to us from outside of our window. We would call back to him and laugh with him, make light of the situation, but it became uneasy for us when he kept doing it night after night, patrolling the parking lot. At one point, we just ignored him and turned the light out as if we weren't there. But he became even more aggressive, shouting to us and shining a huge flashlight in our window, whistling up to us and joking about how he knew we were still up there. He had a weird sort of high-pitched laugh mixed with his southern accent that didn't sound like he was playing around. It was more sinister, if anything. It was sort of uh, sadistic, in a Pee Wee Herman kind of way. Hard to describe, but I can't remember everything he said specifically, but there was a comment that he made about us one time that made my father very uneasy. He compared him to someone on Unsolved Mysteries. There were little things that he said about all the kids as well, like how cute we were or something to that effect that never sat well with any of us. It came to a breaking point though one day when we went downstairs to our car and saw a hangman figure drawn in the dust on the back of the window. I'm mixed as are my siblings. My dad is black and my mum is mixed race. We're in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia, the deep south in a very awkward position we're totally new to this state. I've never left the West Coast before that point in my life, and this image creeped everyone in my family out. We knew that he was the one who did it too. My dad confronted him about it, and he played it off, 
denied that he meant anything by it and apologized profusely. But the way that he did it was in the same weird joking manner that he talked to us with. So it was very hard to take it seriously. This and the fact that this hotel was robbed at gunpoint in the same week motivated us to leave immediately. I never did see this man again, though we had many other insanely creepy experiences down south. And after a while, we ended up just coming back to California and we never looked back. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.